1: A bit of the old razzle-dazzle, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Manchester United march on in the cup and the AFCON is in full flow. It's Tuesday 11th of January. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Jim Campbell. To see a one and all for this terrific Tuesday, the FA Cup third round has been complete. Jim, you and the gang did a fine job talking about the weekend's action yesterday on the pod, but we get the final word today. Yeah,
0: I also thought it was fine,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but we let one slip, didn't you we? Did. You did. They had to put another game on yesterday, because yeah. we missed it, buggers.
0: Because yeah. the BBC want to fall over himself to show a kind of ersatz Premier League mm. game.
2: Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, it was Manchester United won.
1: Aston Villa, 0, a barn burner at Old Trafford.
0: <laughs> Someone's barn got burned. Yes, but they emerged miraculously unscathed. Yeah, would, would as you... did the barn really, yes. yeah. Jim?
1: Would you? It would...
2: was just a barn. It yeah. was just a barn. Was it? Did, you, <laughs> did
1: would you? As I did in the intro, there would you describe Manchester United as marching on in the cup?
2: Well, strolling on, slithering on, strolling, yeah. strolling. There well, wasn't a stroll. Jim. No, but it's a stroll now, isn't it? The pace of it is all like, like. You know, there's momentum. I would say like the cr- bare minimum Let's, of momentum. Better as an adjective, please. Look more
0: crawling through a barrel of broken glass. Yeah, <laughs> on <laughs> to the right. next
2: round. Yeah, okay.
0: Bloodied I mean, and bruised. It's yes. more that, I
2: mean, you know, once the wind's there, the wind is there. And then you march on from there, right? You feel there's a sense of forward yeah. momentum, but this, it, it doesn't, it wasn't um, you know, sometimes inspiring, you see, was it? You
0: know, sometimes you see those videos that become viral and they are a man walking across the street <laughs> and a bus is about to mow him down. Mm-hmm. But at the last minute, another bus knocks that bus out of the way yeah. and he rolls forward and a bike goes over a ramp over the top of him. <laughs> And as he's about to get across the road safely, a car comes speeding around the corner and misses him by an inch. Yeah. And he's all the time reading a paper, doesn't uh-huh. know what's happened. But
1: he gets across
0: the road. Yes. Yeah. May United.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Villa are all those things. Yeah. May United are that man. Why did the Manchester United cross the road? To get to the other side. There we are. To get to the see. fourth round. Because Sir Alex Ferguson once did it in the past. <laughs> is the answer to that game. But yes, they, they progressed to the fourth round, my goodness. Uh, they were rather fortunate because uh Stephen Gerard Aston Villa will count themselves quite unlucky, uh, Jim Campbell. Um, uh, Steven Gerrard, of course, uh, got a bit of treatment from the Manchester United home faithful, which one would yeah. expect. He was he was booed. Uh, but Steven Gerrard, after the game, said, I've been to noisier stadiums than this. Water
2: off a duck's back.
0: This I like that he said yeah, that.
2: It's never going to end, is it? And I'm into that.
0: Yeah, I like that he said that. I, I think that.
2: His team should have he'd be gutted that they didn't yeah. win yeah
1: they should have won they should have won easily they
2: should have. and if they'd have won, would he have walked up and kissed one of the cameras like he did that <laughs> time? <laughs> maybe it was um once old Mcfred combined, and can you name a more <clears throat> iconic duo uh, for the goal <laughs> they they just sort of switched off almost, didn't they yeah. it's like they just sort of like okay, we've done the done the goal bit. the and...
0: problem is they're not in control of any game no, right? absolutely they're just not in control that. of what's happening. Yeah. things are happening to them quite a lot, mm. they don't feel like they can. Like Villa seemed to carve them open time and time again.
2: They did. I mean, Watkins, he he probably should have scored, really.
1: And that one
0: well, off when the, he bar, hit the bar. that was yeah.
2: the, what, what amazing forward play that was to even get himself that a chance. A lovely play. chop. He's, brilliant He's a brilliant player. Watkins, great chop. Watkins.
1: Yeah. Uh, but you're yeah, that He's close to goal. He's got to, to finish goal, that, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. would be, be disappointed with himself. I mean, with that type of performance, you, you rightly say, Luke, that Aston Villa carved them open time and time again um and you know on another day I mean, VAR obviously um uh, pulled them up for that for the for, for that goal that they scored. Uh but with that type of performance for Manchester United when when you have the fans in in the home end at uh, at Old Trafford they have a banner with with um with with the players on the, with with Keane, Robson and Cantona's faces and just in big letters staying, standards. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's disrespectful to that banner that's performance?
0: Um yeah, because I think Eric Cantona was famous for his uh, professional standards. Um, yeah. So that's definitely. Uh, okay. All,
2: All three of them are exemplary in every <laughs> Yeah. The thing possible is about
1: moment. those three is you never ever knew whether they were wearing studs or molds because you never saw the bottom of their shoes, did you? No,
0: definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> if it, if, if, uh, here's my beef with that banner. Go right. on. Go on. The players are obviously great players. Yeah. No one's arguing that. Phenomenal. Players. If it just had their pictures of them three and just said, Good players, yeah, mm. I'll be fine with it. You could even with them. These legend- are some of our best players legend- we've had at Man United. You could use the fine. word legendary, legends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's some Players,
2: yeah.
1: But if you're going to put standards, standards,
0: standards. right, yeah. get Dennis Irwin up there.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> straight away. Yeah, because Keane's not happy until he's up there.
0: Get Dennis Irwin up there. Does he's never the- let you down.
1: Is that the, the Manchester United sort of Mount Rushmore?
0: Get Chucky yeah. McClare up
2: there. I'd <laughs> oh, love it if, if they put a Mount Rushmore yeah. in.
1: But you know what would be brilliant, though, is if they had, the, the, you know, your four of your, your best players and then just a tiny little one um, poking up behind the bushes of David May. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why is he behind the bushes? You're making it look like a pervert. Leave the bush out of it.
1: Yeah. He, he made some vital contributions to what, that club. What
0: about what about if you got... um. You got Donny van der Beek in statue, and even you pulled the string, he backed into a hedge like Homer.
2: <laughs> Where are you getting the uh, all the all the rock for this? I'm thinking you probably dig up. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer as an actual
0: yeah, I don't know where it parking would be. space it's now.
1: <laughs> I don't know where it would go in the Manchester area as well, but I'm sure Gary Neville probably owns a bit of land.
0: Here's the problem. To go answer on. this question semi-seriously, yeah, if, you, if you, you were to do a Mount Rushmore mm-hmm. of Man United, mm-hmm. it would just be a massive block of Alex Ferguson, wouldn't it? Would it? And that's <laughs> the problem. And that is the problem. Even, not, even the commentary team last night... Maybe Steve McLaren. <laughs> Yeah. You could you could have a big Sir Alex Ferguson and have all his assistants smaller. Yeah, <laughs> McLaren, Kirosh, like feeling. Kierosh, yeah. Um Archie Knox. A oh, big Archie. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Let me get me get to it. Or do we have yeah, let's go back to the match Even we the have commentary to. team. Mm. Th- whoever's broadcasting the United game, it's almost, it feels like it's written in now to some kind of Premier League or FA Cup or English football charter Mm -hmm. that at some point the director has to cut to Sir Alex Ferguson in the stand Mm. and someone on the commentary team has to say something and it'll be something along the lines of, oh, I bet he's unhappy with this performance (laughs) or I bet he's happy with this performance or I bet he enjoyed that Mm. goal or he won't have enjoyed that goal conceded. Mm. And that has to happen every game. And if you can't see that the stand he's sitting in, the Sir Alex Ferguson stand, in the stadium that sits on Sir Alex Ferguson way, mm. with Sir Alex Ferguson in there, mm. is a problem you probably aren't thinking about yet. No?
1: Yeah, and also as well, he is a fan of the team. So you could cut to any fan, in, the, in any Manchester United fan, and be able to say they won't be happy with yeah, this performance. Yeah, exactly. Or, well, actually, they've done okay today, and they're 3-0 up with well, a couple of minutes to go. They'll probably be quite happy with this.
0: Dion Dublin said, I think oh, you better not let down the gaffer. You can't let the gaffer down. He'll be angry. And it's like, the fact that you're still calling him the gaffer yeah. is probably part of this one. I don't like Dion Dublin. is yeah. what I'm basically Why saying. Why is that? I don't know. I think I'm on it's my a, own it's here. A, it's I just a, a,
1: a big opinion. I, don't I like, like him. him. I like him on screen. I like him off screen. Do you
2: like him, Jim? Mm. I've okay. met the man. He's a delightful fella. Got no issue with him.
0: Yeah. Although
2: the home's under the hammer thing, right? Are those? I'm not entirely sure how this works, but aren't some of those houses under auction? I don't know, Jim.
0: Yeah. Alex, yeah, Alex. Well, what's wrong with that? But
2: if you're like, you've had your house repossessed and then like Deion Dublitz, Dublin up. sells see, it on telly, it's not your house I don't anymore, think it? I'd like it.
0: Ferg- oh, yeah, yeah, fair enough.
2: Yeah. Ferguson was a fan of Dublin or a particular part of
1: Dublin.
0: Yeah, anyway. well, yeah. yes.
1: But it just do you know what, with this Manchester United side, and I know we've talked to death uh, about them, I just, I if, if you look at any of the other big sides in the league, in fact, even not even, not even just the top three, you look at them you think, I know who I would play in that lineup, or I'd, the managers used, you're already doing it. But you think about Manchester City, you think, oh, you have got good combinations. Oh, you could put him out, and you put them there. That's the formation. Oh, there you go. That's that's the team, isn't it? And and a lot of people would agree in it. You would think Liverpool are pretty defined in their formation and their and their team as well. Perhaps the most of those top three sides, Chelsea. You've got various combinations. You like if we said right, who would we start for Chelsea? What formation? You know, we could come up with maybe two or three alternatives, and you think, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. And Arsenal are the same, I would mm. say. Spurs, I'd even say the same. With Manchester United, I think we'd all sit around this table and go. I just don't know who I'd start. I don't know what yeah. formation I'd play. Yeah. Fred have... and McTominay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe, yeah.
1: <laughs> but but they, they have
2: we've printed a... the team sheets now, and they're just on, they're just on there. so There's nothing. <laughs> nothing yeah. we can but do. they have a good squad of players. They do. I think the, I just honestly I I don't know what they've got to do. The thing to remember though is that you don't have an interim manager because things are going well, right? They are in a bit of a yeah. s- bit of a spot with with the rest of this season where like, it is a make do essentially. Well, Rangnick right, think... hasn't been in there very long, yeah, and and also as he you know he's managed what ninety games in in however many years. Like obviously he's known as a big football head, but like. It's no guarantee that he's going to come in and, and immediately sort of like whip things into shape and get it going. He's there because they they need a sort of stopgap while they while they figure out a, a, a bigger, grander, better or possibly plan. Wait so for Pochettino
1: and the summer. Yeah, maybe. So
2: I, I wonder if like is it actually appropriate to to compare Man United to to Man City and to Chelsea and to, and to players like that at the moment? Because yes, you, you, you think so? Because surely that I mean they are. they you've in had interim managers. Rafa, Rafa yeah, was true, there and won the Europa true, League. True one of the all-time greats at Chelsea as
0: we know. <laughs> just call him Rafa the gaffer still, yeah. <laughs> still sing his name oh, he's, um, the, he's the gaffer to me. Let me, let me let me ask you something a little bit more controversial then go on then because Jim's already accused me of having a big opinion uh, today Um h- How in my pla- book <laughs> how many of their players are actually that good well if you look at you the said f- they've got loads of really good players have they? I think on paper they do so what? What do you mean, so what? Like, it's because well, f- bloody
2: games played on grass.
1: Well, no, it? I mean, I mean
0: give, me, give me a list of like, you know, what is the general consensus that you need to be a good, a good team at the top end of the Premier League? You yeah. need probably 15, at least, really good players. And how many have they actually got now, now. But they could
1: have they could have a, they could have you think about look at the talent they've got the likes of Bruno Fernandes I know Ronaldo's old but he's still Cristiano Ronaldo Cavani's a, a player Sancho is 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 a very good player I think Harry Maguire is a good defender personally I'd part ways with a lot of people but I am but, a big but, but, England fan Luke Shaw a very good player But one
0: one at a time one at a time though because otherwise we're going to go for all them Bruno Fernandes I agree yeah right um James Sancho's a really good player fine so he's shown that he can be a really good player in the mm-hmm. past when was the last time he actually played well mm mm-hmm. mhm we're sitting. We're in January. But he now. hasn't done for Manchester United. That's what I'm mm. saying. So I think so. That... So you, you you can you can. I'm not trying to catch anyone out. All I'm saying is we can sit here mm. on this show on on any show, any kind of football broadcasting until we're blue in the face. Say, Jaden Sanchez is a really good player. Mm-hmm. He hasn't played well for five months. So how? At what point does that stop? Mm. I think the, at the what issue. Point is... Is it, what, at what point do we say? Jaden Sancho is not making a contribution for whatever reason yeah. to Manchester United at the moment. And that's part of the problem. And too many of these players are like that. They're a combination of really good players who can't focus and consistently do it for whatever reason. And I would even say Bruno Fernandes is in that mm. this season. Players who've got a lot of potential because they're young. Mm-hmm. Players who are out of form. Yeah. Or players who just aren't that good. Th- that's, that's what Man United is at the moment. Mm-hmm. It are, is though, isn't it?
2: There are caveats to to the the majority of those good good on paper players essentially. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Sanchez Sancho's yeah. a great
2: example. Like but of these course Sancho's is a very good player but he hasn't been showing it so but that, these players that are... doesn't actually contribute when you yeah. when you add it all together. I, 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 it I, seems I, weird to be talking about this after they've just won, doesn't it? But well, that yeah, that yeah, is I, a weird situation. Do you, do you that think that do you think Luke
0: having a good season? Do you think uh, Shaw played well last night? Not especially. He's yeah, been, but no, but, but, too, but I think he's a good player though. There's too many average No, But you
1: can't you can't just suddenly say just because after a few months,
2: Luke Shaw's not a good player anymore. I bet they're, they're good. Luke's just touched on that. There are good players putting in some pretty average performances. Though. I agree with that. And number. obviously, that, that you've you got to look at that as being a wider problem that they're trying yeah. to fix with, with ranking. Absolutely. but, but I, I think they have a, 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 a decent squad of players. I don't think
1: it's good enough to win the Premier League because the top three are the top three. But I think that squad of players are th- th- could finish fourth but I just think at the moment, and they may well finish fourth, who knows, but I wouldn't have thought so with the way they're going. But I just think it's a bit of a, they're throwing so much stuff at the wall and none of mm. it's sticking. Mm. I mean, look at someone look at Marcus Rashford, you know, England international, you know, decent player, we would say, with Rashford. He looks an absolute shadow of his former self. Yeah. At the moment. It seems that everything is being sort of dragged down. And even the performers they had, who would have flickers of of, of brilliance and 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 play well, like I would say Rashford in, in recent seasons, or Bruno Fernandes, you know, last season he was scoring a lot of goals and so on. Even these things now are being sucked away. But yeah, as you say, Jim, it's odd to say this because they did win one nil.
2: Yeah,
0: I, I thought it was a stripy jumper job last night. Mm. I thought they were very, very fortunate to to come away from that with a win. Let I mean, with, with actually, do you know what? Even if they'd had a, a one all there and gone to extra time, and then what would have happened would have happened. Mm. um, It could have gone either way. I think they'd have been very fortunate. But to get a win, I thought was absolutely unbel- almost almost unbelievable. I was sitting there thinking. They're not in control of any of this. It almost felt like a bit like a wheel of fortune. They're going to spin mm, it, mm. and it's going to land on something. Yeah. And the the one nil win is like that big, yeah. and the the loss and draw is massive. And they've somehow gamed it out yes. and got on it, and they've and they've and they've got through. I thought the VAR decision was just abysmal, It's inexcusably bad. It, it, and whether or not this was the case, it looks like to every single person watching that game. Bear in mind this is on the BBC, so it's going to be very well watched, that that the officials were looking for a reason to disallow a goal, mm. which whether that's in the laws or not, which I don't think it, it is, um, is a terrible look. A terrible look PR-wise for VAR mm. and for the officiating of a, of a, of a we top We just want game. consistency, don't we? Well, you, you always say, you said this You said this to me <laughs> like, like, late last week. You, you, are, you are right, of course, but... It, it, it felt like they were going through reasons why they could disallow it and that's just not a great look and if, you, if it takes three and a half minutes I don't know how many times that has to be said if it takes three and a half minutes it's not clear and obvious it's okay. not clear and obvious
1: yeah and, and that result and that performance you would think it would be the away side Aston Villa nicking it 1-0 Manchester United pile on the pressure and, uh, and blah blah blah. Because it was other round and Villa fans will be gutted today that they're, they're not in the cup because they, they, they should have gone through really. Um Buen Buendia looked lively in the, Buendia,
2: according to Guy Mowbray. <laughs> Is
1: that right? He was saying that so a lot. Like, like, like yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He was I thought he was um really, really lively. Yeah. Yeah. John McGinn was lively. He's always lively.
1: He was a, but he was interviewed over Christmas, uh, and um he said no one has a, a backside as big as mine, but it makes me the player I am. And uh, and that backside was on
0: very good form last night. Yeah, but they come off. come off, but it wasn't uh, enough. The wrong end result, didn't they? Mm-hmm. So it, yeah. wasn't,
2: it wasn't enough. Villa. Do reported... you think he has like a training regime to make his ass bigger? Maybe. Can you do that? Did he? Has he insured it like J Lo once insured hers? <laughs> Ask Pete. I doubt it.
1: Pete's yeah, people fam- know.
0: Pete's famous. He got a very very small ass. Mm. Um, he famously. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So we uh, talked about it a lot over the years. Villa are reportedly. uh what I was going to say in the queue, but by, by the sounds of it, they're at the front of the queue to sign Luca Digne.
0: Well, did they get up the earliest? I think so. Get there first.
1: Yeah. Well, they've got to get something. It doesn't
0: make any sense when when the news reports like that. They're at the head of the queue. Mm. Well, it's not a queue, is it? <laughs> yeah. The queue is like you you have to get there early. It's entirely <laughs> dictated by how early well you get there. So what you're saying then, if Chesterfield yeah. get there first, is they're going to get Luca Magic Manu, you know Manu
1: what? What? just going. All right. Okay. Brilliant. I'm I'm going to leave because I'm not getting on with Rafa the gaffer. <laughs> Where am I going to go? Which comes in? Ever- yeah. Oh,
2: Chesterfield at the really? chronic queue. I the don't more, believe the, it. The more we talk about this, the more I'd like to see it, just like transfer deadline day, like the yeah. whole window being a day. Mm. You have it like a sort of 80s stockbroker kind of yeah. office. But you've or got to have the funds, in club. Turns you've got to have Yeah, but you've got to have the funds. Yeah, absolutely, you can't be the, the front
1: of the queue to sign Lionel Messi, and you kind of go, ah, oh, yeah. Oh, we am just joking. Home, yeah, and that wouldn't do your club any good because yeah. you've missed the, the the queue of another player that was um, much more eligible. Well, like, you know, well, like, like
2: supermarket sweep meets Wall Street.
1: Be amazing. Or,
0: or when like Glastonbury tickets went back on sale in the nineties, they mm. first went on sale. You yes, people be camping out at different venues. Yeah, I like the idea of that. I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good idea. But it's exciting for Villa to to be. There looks like they probably will sign Luca Dean. I've obviously got. Philip Coutinho who's again a very exciting player Mm -hmm. it feels like they're building something at Aston Villa and you kind of felt like that would happen if they made the right decision just because of their history and the size of the club and the Mm -hmm. stadium and all that kind of traditionally very big club It's it's not as difficult a sell to someone like Catino Coutinho you're Aston Villa, no, as no. it would be maybe a less traditional club no, I, I in the Premier League. I do agree it's with that. Funny
2: with the, the Coutinho signing, isn't it? Because he's one of those players. I think, oh, is that the signing that sort of any club needs? Are his best days behind him? Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. This could be a disaster. It could be another Hammers Rodriguez. Blah 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 blah. And then he did... actually signed, and you're like, oh, yeah, 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 come yeah. on! But Hammers did produce a little bit
0: at the <laughs> start, <laughs> good for yeah, a yeah, bit, yeah. Wasn't he? But I
2: take the point in what
1: you're he saying. Great to
0: watch for a bit.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: What about um, the news about Axel Twanzebe, who was on loan at Aston Villa? Uh, Jimmy's now spending the rest of the season at Napoli. His brother, who's also his uh, agent, said yesterday that the move only came about over concerns that Steven Gerrard was letting Liverpool's rivalry with Man United get in the way of picking him at Aston Villa because obviously he's a Man United player. Uh, I mean, uh, player.
2: if that's true, it's I, absolutely scandalous. I, but I, I can't can imagine it be true. I can't you know, that's, imagine that's true. That would be so, so petty. <laughs> Unless Gerrard is, is a you know, he's a better manager than, than we could possibly know and he's got the 4D chess kind of thing going already. Mm. Maybe he knows if I give him this game time, yeah. he will be the rock on which Man United's future <laughs> defence is built and I am not having that. Yeah,
0: Jim's answered it. Yeah, I think he has. <laughs> I think he absolutely. I'll just, has. I'll just repeat what Jim says. If he was to do that, it would be so petty. Yeah. And I agree but, with that cool. statement. Yeah. Um, yeah. There we are. But um, I also think there is a reasonable chance that he might have just felt that like there are other better players at the yeah, club. I think you are right.
1: Yeah. I think you are right, um, gentlemen. We move on uh, to the African Cup of Nations. Uh, four matches yesterday,
0: all ended one nil.
1: Yeah, all ended. one was like 1-0. a binary.
0: It was like a binary uh, scorecard. <laughs> it yeah. was.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh Senegal beat Zimbabwe one nil thanks to Sadio Mane's penalty in the seventh minute of stoppage time. I tell you what, a little bit fortunate there, Senegal, yeah. because Senegal they're the highest ranked um, African uh, side in the in the FIFA rankings. Uh, Obviously, therefore, they will be among the favourites for the tournament. They are among the favourites for the tournament. And yet, only just squeezed past little Zimbabwe. Yeah, uh, and they were quite sloppy as well. They, they, were... they started
2: pretty brightly and you thought, oh, there's an opportunity for them to score a lot of goals here. And then it just sort of petered out a little bit. And yeah. we, we were saying on the show the other day that this is a really good chance for Senegal because they've got a really, really strong spine in particular and you've got players really at their peak. Like, mm-hmm. But, you know, with, with Mendy and Koulibaly both testing positive yeah. for COVID, that is a that's a disaster because... Mm. I, I'm not a. I'm not aware of of how severe it is, whether they have symptoms or not. But it it might not necessarily be the case that, like mm-hmm. you know. You start you, you you test negative and then out you go and you're playing it. You yeah, I know you, you don't. You we just don't know. So that is a, that, those are huge huge blows for them. You'd
1: certainly hope so for their sake, but I, t- I totally take your point. Uh, but if they were going to miss, let's say that is best case scenario, they're back for for um, games uh, further It'd down. Be the second
0: round, I think. I think they'd miss the entire. They, whatever happens, they'll miss the entire group stage.
1: Right, but I mean they they, they weren't needed at all against Zimbabwe, but they just as I said. Well,
0: you like, say that. I thought I felt really sorry for Zimbabwe. They yeah. worked really fucking hard. Oh, but
1: you see, the guy who gave away the pen. Oh, it was oh, definitely oh, a pen. It yeah. was a pen. but yeah. he was absolutely. Gu- I mean, it was just seconds left. I think when the penalty was scored, then they took kick off. And that they, was it, that exactly. Was, yeah. It but it, but I mean, he has
0: he has blocked the ball with his arm, like he's basically yeah. saved it. Yeah. And I think it's oh, a distinctive thing. It's but, a penalty, but yeah. you feel for the guy. And, really and
2: what is. a penalty as well! Mane was like, I'm, I'm, "Power and placement. Yeah. You get out of my way, goalkeeper. <laughs> well, I will kick this through you if I have to." <laughs> well, he, took, he took himself off penalties.
1: I think it was in the last Africa Cup of Nations in 2019. <sighs> it would have been. Uh, I think it was 2019 I'm pretty sure it was um, because he missed one I think he'd missed a couple for Senegal he was like right I'm just nah I'm off it whereas it looked like he's back in business when <laughs> yeah. uh, when, when taking penalties um, yeah oh Guinea beat Malawi uh, 1-0 uh, Salima Mukansanga oversaw the game becoming the first woman to officiate uh, a men's uh, AFCON game ever great yeah good so, 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 so good stuff there um, <clears throat> oh, my, 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 my Ghana boys they lost one nil mm. to Morocco. Yeah,
0: you got a big, you got a big affection for Ghana, haven't you? you well, because I was out, them, I was, them, yeah. I was
1: in Ghana, I was in Ghana for the 2008 edition of yeah. uh, of, of Afcon, and uh, they won they charmed me. Fair <laughs> enough. They won me over. Uh, Thomas Partey was in there, but unfortunately, Jimmy, he, he,
0: well, I don't know if you called he was it kind it of error. at fault for the goal, wouldn't he? Well, he it looked he like he made, was to uh, me. He and a and he's a bit unlucky. unlucky.
2: Led to a chance, yeah. So it's. It's, I think it is a little bit unlucky, but maybe that's my bias. No. But did is, ultimately, it's the goal.
0: Is it the fact that you can take the boy out of Arsenal, but you can't take the Arsenal? Out of <laughs> <laughs> it
1: could well be
2: that. <laughs> I tell you
1: what, I, th- I think Morocco looked. The decent. jacket
0: just turned up and just fucking pole out <laughs> and then complain.
1: Yeah, what are you doing here? Uh, I think <laughs> I think Morocco looked decent. I think they are. What are they? The second highest uh, ranked African side in the FIFA rankings. I think it could be their tournament. I think they're Morocco. a little
0: bit. Um... I looked at among the favourites and the Senegal are the as you yeah. mentioned and Algeria obviously holders and, yeah
1: unbeaten long unbeaten run they've won 40 games I think
0: so you look at what you think is the best team that's mm. probably Senegal yeah. Algeria the holders Camry the host right mm. so you, that, that to one side Morocco are kind of not really being talked about much. no I, I'm surprised and, and it is surprising it's, I think they are decent, and they don't
2: even have Harvey Renard in, in well, charge they also don't well, they they have good. Hakim Ziyech which yes. is, is yeah. an amazing decision. Mm. But obviously that's due to the sort of internal internal politics of the camp. But it's a, it's a very confident move to leave a player like that behind. Yeah. What I love is that they've got one of those uh, managers in Vahid, Halil
1: Hodzic, who's a proper journeyman. And you, and you often get them uh, managing in, uh, in, in various sort of far-flung parts yeah. of the world, which is very enjoyable. It's his fourth job in international football, Ivory Coast, Algeria and Japan. I love it. I love an international journey. It's absolutely. This is like
0: an international gun for hire, basically. Yeah, exactly. exactly. They're, they're
2: all spies.
0: Is that? Is that they a good, are all spies. Is that, is that a good thing for the development of the football in that region? Though? Yeah, true, true enough. But well, I, I'm I, thinking Bertie Vokes at Scotland. Was that got, good for oh, their yeah. development? <laughs> <laughs> was it? Was it Capello
1: at England? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Uh, he was sacked just prior to both the 2010 and 2018 World Cups with Ivory Coast in Japan. Of course, Sven replaced him at Ivory Coast.
0: There we go. Um, There's your payoff. <laughs> um, I'm just telling you the truth man if you had if you had 20-ish minutes on the bingo card I think um, so yeah you, you, you,
1: you'd be there uh, but Ghana lost uh, Kevin Prince-Boatang remember him came yeah. out and said after the loss Ghana should have just called me Yeah, in response to him not Garner playing Garner should have
0: just called a player who's never really made any kind of contribution to his international side mm. when he was good oh he yeah. did at the World Cup one year yeah. One year. He
1: hasn't played with them since 2014. It was, it was
0: 2010, he was decent. I think it was 2010, yeah. 2000, he hasn't what I'm them. saying is, it's not like Samuel Eto no, saying I, I it, is it? You know, no. It's not Julio Drogba saying it. No, no, I, I, I do agree. And this is a guy who played for the club I support, so I would. Very much certainly. So. He's only
2: 34. I was expecting to. i just google that and expected him to be like 42, <laughs> but no. <laughs>
0: It's miles on the clock though, Jim, isn't it? Do you know
2: what, Jim? He was probably unaware that Ghana
1: were playing. What? They've lost? Well, they should have called me. (laughs) Yeah. Have they played since 2014? Oh, they
0: should have called me. I would never have signed it off. Yeah. I would never have signed (laughs) off a defeat.
1: Indeed. And Gabon beat um, Comoros, sorry, 1-0. Comoros, uh, the islands of the moon in Arabic. I love it. I love that they're in it. Yeah. I love that they're in it. Second smallest nation. they really, really well. Second smallest nation is behind uh, Cape Verde to compete at the tournament. Because
0: that was a great story as well that was a Donaldson, great story Donaldson fell in love with Cape Verde well,
1: There is boys but Comoros they, they won their first competitive match in 2016 and were not in, inducted into the FIFA rankings until 2005 remarkable yeah. that they've made it to such a prestigious tournament yeah.
2: in such a short, so short space of time population of around 800,000 that's it one of, those, one of those lovely little stories one of those lovely little Go
1: stories now enjoyable we're enjoying it all oh, marvellous stuff alright everybody let's have a quick break
3: 2021 was a year like no other in European football.
0: And 2022 promises to be even more eventful.
3: On the Continent is your weekly guide to all the biggest stories across Europe. But
2: what was highlighted again in this game against Malmo was just how desperately that team needs Something different up front. Alvaro Morata is not right now the number nine they need, and I don't think Wise Kenny's either.
3: We're joined by the best European football experts to get to the bottom of the stories at the top of your newsfeed.
1: I think Real Madrid is a very logical place for him to go, and if you want that to be an option, it's not a bad idea to make Real Madrid think that you might go to Barcelona. <laughs> But From Holland's side of it, it's very beneficial that uh, Barcelona are at least pretending they can afford him.
3: Come join us every Thursday on Football Ramble presents. Football Ramble presents is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.
0: Gleeson has the ball and dims it in towards the penalty area. Brennan Camp does a very good job there of holding Mycock, Maycock rather.
2: Oi
1: oi oi everybody! It's hey. Welcome hey. to the
0: football ramble. But no apology <laughs> will be forthcoming. <false> <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, welcome back to the football ramble, should I say? Right, it's time for emails.
2: Affection from Matt Baker. Indeed, yes. It's just like honey in your ears. That (laughs) Uh, we've had. We've had an email. I'm I'm not going to reveal who sent it because that will become clear. Just listening to Thursday's show about being named after footballers. It's one thing being called after a legend of the game, and it's another when that figure is generally disliked. So imagine what it's like being Robbie Savage. I try to go by Rob usually, but it's always brought back to Robbie despite my protests. Oh. First day at my current company, turn on my PC, and my background image is Robbie Savage. Meet a client for work, Robbie Savage. It makes it sound like you've met Robbie Savage, like, at, at, and that was the client. And, and, and he loved it.
0: It's, it's one, Robbie Savage it's not here, uh, you, <laughs> you prick. <Yeah>. Uh. <laughs> I didn't buy those trainers.
2: <laughs> Get some work done to the house. Every tradesman calls me Robbie Savage. The electrical safety certificate for my house is in the name of Robbie Savage. To make matters worse, I also work in Macclesfield, and as you know, Robbie Savage is now involved with Macclesfield FC. I just can't escape it. Really, I blame my parents, but I'm 29, so the timing appears to back up what they're saying as they can't possibly have known he would be Sasha Bellend by 1993. Surely that is from, of course... Robbie
0: Savage. <laughs> yeah. Well, Robert he, Savage. He blended himself out of Man United in 93 94. He, well, man, yeah, so maybe
1: that was it. Maybe there is a I do here. feel sorry for him. Why don't, why is it, he should just call himself Sav. He
0: should, <laughs> um and uh, also Robbie's uh we are going to call him Robbie. Mm-hmm. Uh our Robbie Savage is our partner is actually called Christopher Sutton. <laughs> as well
3: which makes it even worse
0: are they trying to ant and deck themselves Robbie? So, yeah, yeah that's what I'm worried about yeah, I think they're tough. trying to ant and deck themselves got to be very careful there
1: yeah Let I tell you once I was at uh, a party in West London once and uh, there was there was talk about people kept saying Stocks and
2: shares, I'd imagine. All that kind of stuff, Jim. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> just saying stocks and shares. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And talk
2: about it. You oh, know. okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the chat at the party.
0: <laughs> but the way you said it was like he was like people were saying and you just what stocks and shares. Like people walk around saying that exact yeah, yeah, phrase yeah. to each other. I thought he
2: said socks and chairs.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but anyway, um there was suddenly talk was, oh, is Peter Crouch coming? Is Peter Crouch coming to the party? Now I obviously knew it wasn't going to be the real Peter Crouch. Yeah. And I thought Oh, it's, it's, it's our neighbour, Peter Crouch. Oh, Peter Crouch. There was a chat about Peter Crouch, and I thought, oh, this is going to be hilarious. It's going to be a guy who looks like him. Mm. Or, you know, same body shape and all that. kind I of this is going kind of, I'm really going to enjoy this. Yeah. Oh, Peter Crouch was here, and he turned up. And there was this, it was this like short, you know, sort of average sized, middle aged Australian man. And I was like, <laughs> you're Peter, what? And his name was just Peter Crouch. Disappointed. Yeah, isn't very it? disappointing. But he was apparently at some charity thing. With the footballer Peter Crouch. It's and, like a
0: pun that just works better on paper. Yeah. Mm.
1: And the footballer Peter Crouch got wind that there was another Peter Crouch on them and couldn't get enough of it.
0: To so the point I of his what, Abbey is, up
2: street.
1: Is it, is it Abby's
0: Abbey wife? Abby can't see his yeah. wife. She
1: so had, as as had to like literally pull Peter Crouch like <laughs> the football away from him because he was like, What right, they come. talk about? I don't know. Yeah. But I just love the
2: fact he's Oh, you've got the same name as me.
1: Yeah.
2: And then and they're off.
1: Well if anyone
0: listening has has also got the same name as a footballer. Absolutely. Yeah, or That's... any
2: famous person. I, I often well, wonder Luke about... Well, Luke Moore, you've got... Yeah, Lucas Moura is the Brazilian one,
1: isn't yeah. he? Yeah. And you
0: have a Luke Moore as well. It's not Because you really, were on the yes. telly
2: once and the uh,
1: description on the old uh, information... I think they had
0: hired that Luke Moore.
1: And they got you. And
0: I turned up and they were confused. <laughs> but to their immense credit, they let me carry on with it. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> no, I and was you, watching. And you yeah. won
3: the
2: quiz. I often <laughs> wonder about other people who are called Lenny Kravitz. There must yeah. be other Lenny Kravitzes no, out there. there's no other Lenny Kravitses. You, you out not there. think? A daft yeah. You daft sod. Of have done is. a census. Have you? Got to be there must
0: <laughs> be another one somewhere. Seven wow.
2: billion people on the planet. It's mm. got to be more than one Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> yeah. There's only one big Len.
0: Yeah. I think you could rule out like, quite a large part of that population. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
2: But you only need a small, you only need one other Lenny Kravitz.
0: Yeah. True. Very true.
2: Right, everybody. Uh, oh, remember get your dilemmas or questions in
1: for pep talks tomorrow on the show show at FootballRamble.com or tweet at footballramble. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. Right, everybody. Um, Big Mike Ashley's back. Horrifying news yeah. has emerged over the weekend that he's preparing a £50 million pound bid to take over Derby County. Can't keep a good man down, can you, Luke? Moore? Well, like, uh,
3: it
2: seems like it. It's like the bit in a horror movie where you think the monster's dead, but then it, then it <laughs> comes yeah. back. I know who you bought last summer. <laughs>
0: No one. Nah. I, I. I don't want to speak on. Obviously, I cannot, and I wouldn't wish no, I, to speak on behalf of Derby County. I think here. you should. I really do. Think okay. You should. On behalf of Derby County here, yeah. I would say that intervention is it necessarily the very worst thing that could happen, right? Luke, Given Luke well, le, let me let me let me let me put it out there. Derby are in a terrible state as one as, as knows.
1: Newcastle United were. You're, t- yes. you're dangerously on Rio Ferdinand territory here. no I'm
0: not way. because Mike actually didn't leave Newcastle in, in financial trouble did he he just wanted to sell them and he didn't invest in the club and there was loads of stuff around his ownership which I completely agree with by the way but this is a club that is down its absolute knees
2: it is looking at a, a, a last chance saloon isn't it well, it's if it guy, looks like look, the worst case scenario that is the situation they're in isn't it there's, this is what we, exactly what there's, saying, there's right? stuff
0: here in the Rhino I'll read it if you don't mind Marcus go on then who's no Part of One Direction. Big Nile. and Olympics winner Ross Davenport had a had a spat on Twitter about it with different points of view. Ross Davenport said, Newcastle is a completely different story. We went in, he went in and promised the world and milked the club. Fine, I've got no problem with that. Mm-hmm. We talking about Derby County are a cow that at the moment does not produce milk. <laughs> so I, I feel like I don't want to make excuses for the guy because I don't <clears tone throat> particularly like Mike Ashley. I've I've enthusiastically joined him with all the digs yep. on Ashley over the years, as I'm sure everyone listening will know. But if he can Get them, if, they, if they need someone to take over the club come what may and they're in really big trouble they've already had massive points deductions and all the rest of it this is a historic great club which I wouldn't like to see anyone besmirch the reputation and the history of but they need someone to own the club and Mike Ashley whether we like it or not has got a huge amount of money now football is in this state mm-hmm. which I don't personally agree with for a lot of really poor decisions over the last 20-25 years mm-hmm. should we be in a position where a club the size of Derby County should be looking to someone with the profile and the history of Mike Ashley to help bail them out. Absolutely not. It's a disgrace. But here we are. Mm. So, if the, I don't know what the alternative is, but if the alternative is them going out of business, then... It's a decision that has to be made. It's bleak, isn't it? it really really bleak, bleak. Really bleak. bleak. And also, I'm not defending Mike Ashley for anything he's done. No, you could probably still an... sell the cow for beef as
2: well. Like, don't it'll, sell, it'll, don't it'll sell, it'll sell the, the
0: cow. The cow is the club in this scenario.
2: Yeah, but the, the Mike Ashley is going to ha- have it at his disposal. You don't know what he can what he can get out of a cow, mm. is what I'm saying. But Derby also,
1: reportedly in crisis talks with the Football League after it's claimed that Middlesbrough and Wickham are involved in a £51 million compensation claim. And of course... This bill would obviously make it even harder for them to settle their debts, which does feed into your point, Luke, that mm. it, it, if it's a case of Derby going completely out of business. I, I do, but the, I, I suppose, I, you know, I, I look at, you look at other cl- and you think, well, would they really truly sort of let it go to the wall, but you can't you can't just sort of say, Oh, well I'm sure it'll be fine. You know, we'll manage to find the money somewhere. Okay, well yeah. where is it?
2: Well they they need a takeover, don't they? They do they need essentially and on. it's I mean I don't kind of I couldn't possibly fathom a guess as to what Mike Ashley's motives actually are there, but like what why does he want to get back into football yeah, so quickly? It's it's such a such an unusual thing. Would it be a similar thing where he essentially uses it as a vehicle to promote sports direct? which is you know, a huge part of, of, of mm-hmm. what he appeared to be doing at Newcastle. Which is, it's just unfathomable. I mean, it, he doesn't care what people think of him, does he, Mike, actually? I think that's, that's something to remember. Well, that, right? is, that
0: is, yeah. It is strange to think that he'd want to get back involved after yeah. the experience
2: he's had. Uh, but that just smacks of uh, he's a
1: billionaire. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And
0: also, if, if the club are in such a bad state and he can invest in, and take over for what he, for him would be a, mm. a modest amount of money, if he can deliver them to someone else in a better state, he's going to yeah. make money. Mm. So it's all very, it's all very kind of sordid, and not, not necessarily sordid, but all a little bit fucking depressing for a club of that hysteria and that in that respect. Well, it is.
1: I think you know we 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 use the example of Newcastle because it's the only one we got with Ashley.
0: But it was it was
1: so shit for them when he was he was there and for a long time, for an awfully long time. And that's what you worry about Derby because because if it was just crap for say a, a couple of years at Newcastle, and you don't want it, any crap years, of course. But if it was a case of you know he, he put some money into it, da da da, and then sold them off just a few just. Three or four years later, made a little bit of money, then moved
2: on, and that was what his gig was. You kind of go, "Well, it shouldn't last too long." But with Newcastle,
1: you just think, like, "What on earth was he yeah. playing
2: at?" Well, it was a sort of managed decline, wasn't he? Where he, he, yeah, he, it, he made it money. So but odd. this is such a different scenario, though. As as, <laughs> well, as, I, I think, as one I, direction and an, an Olympian of disgust.
0: <laughs> but I think, I think Jim hits a nail on the head. Then, despite what I've said, and you know, it is worth pointing out, as Jim says, it's a completely different kettle of fish.
1: Well, hopefully, if he does get the. We don't know what's The happen. gig, yeah. if you see what I mean. Hopefully it would play out differently. But I hope that, I don't know, Superman comes in with the cash and uh, saves the day. Because why, like
0: why would Superman do it?
1: I don't know. I just try to sort of pick someone I who... Mean, Superman's just a journalist. Yeah. He can't afford I that. I don't
0: even know if there's any, any suggestion that Superman's got any money, is there?
1: He could probably get his hands on some.
0: Well, Well, that's true, but then you've got a question: Where it comes from? Is he going to pass the fit and proper persons?
1: Well, he must have got paid a lot when he he was appearing in all those films. We need to see receipts. Yeah, okay.
0: Otherwise, he's not going to pass the fit and proper persons, mate. Yeah, fair enough. Okay.
1: Well, uh, gentlemen, let's move on uh, to matches uh, that are happening uh, this afternoon and tonight: Southampton versus Brentford, Nigeria versus Egypt, and Afcon. That's a big, a big one. one. You didn't mention
2: Egypt earlier when looking at the favourites, but they, they've got to be among them, surely. Well, you mentioned got them yesterday, to be. to be fair, but yeah.
0: Their record is very, very good. Yeah, they've but won you, the most by miles of any team in that competition. They have,
2: yeah.
1: They have indeed. But Southampton versus, uh, for Southampton versus Brentford, um, Luke Moore. The Saints versus the Bees. Um, Thomas Frank was very complimentary of uh, James Wall Prowse before, ahead uh, of this game, saying that he's one of the... He, he's, no, he didn't say one of them. He says he's the best free kick taker in the world and that only Lionel Messi comes close. I mean, he's, that, unfortunately, what Frank's done there is...
0: I like you call him Frank. Yeah. Because it could be his first name or his second well, name. I just want to be Frank. <laughs> uh, he's Frank.
1: He is Frank, yeah. <laughs> um, and he is very Frank. Yeah. James Ward-Prowse is an excellent free kick taker, but you've overrated him there.
0: Yeah.
2: I don't... Do you, do you not agree with him there, Luke? That there James
0: Ward-Prowse
2: might be... Go for the you know, ha-
0: low-hanging fruit, Jim. Yeah, Why yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, he's obviously one. He's obviously very, very good at taking free kicks and set pieces. Generally, that's never been my beef with him. My beef with him is 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 he or the question I asked is is he, is he overrated? Generally, because of that, what is his other contribute? What is you know what is the rest of his game contribution like? Um, no, I'm not I answer to that question from anyone. But I, I, good at me, corners as well. Very I, good. I said, I said, I said set pieces, to be fair, <laughs> you did say yeah. set
1: pieces. Yeah, I, no, he's, I I think he's a decent player, but I don't think. Uh, well, let's see. Maybe you'll score a couple of free kicks. Who knows? Um, Brentford, um, they are, they're not the, the the only big performers uh, coming to the South Coast this week, of course. Uh, two nights ago, the Pundits Tour came rolling into the Mayflower Theatre. That's uh, a, a Cirque du Soleil of Matt Letizier, Jeff Stelling, Phil Thompson, Paul Merson, and Charlie Nicholas. You cannot keep good men down.
0: Stop saying that. I said yeah. men, not man. Yeah, I don't know how this has made it in. Why? What's the, what's the matter?
1: You were there. <laughs> what, look, what are you trying to tell me that? You know, I assume the Mayflower Theatre's in Southampton.
0: It is, yeah. So you, I've wouldn't... been to the Mayflower Theatre a number of times. I'm sure, and yeah. well,
1: and but this being
0: one of them, was this the best and time you went? It was great, yeah. I mean, particularly I particularly, invo- <laughs> I, I particularly uh, enjoyed uh, Matt Latissier singling out everyone who hadn't had the vaccine, <laughs> and saying he was only speaking directly to them. Come yeah. on, I imagine this. <laughs> no, what do of... you mean? Come on, you put this on my fucking table. <laughs> Don't be don't be fucking pissed off at all. What else have you seen at the Mayflower? I'm interested. Oh, loads. We used to go there quite a lot as kids. Probably pantos at Christmas, that kind of thing. Pantos. Yeah. Cooler shaker, maybe. To be fair, as 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 I'm sure you you'd realise. Yeah. I'm a King's Theatre in Southsea, man. Oh yeah, but sometimes you wouldn't necessarily get people going to the King's Theatre in Southsea. Yeah, sea it's smaller. To that's go right. to The Mayflower. Yeah. I think it is smaller. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: The, okay. the true A-listers go to, go to this one, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, look, you got it in front of you there, mate. Indeed.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It,
0: the pundits tour. I, to be honest, I'm sure. I
2: it'd, think it'd be a laugh. It I love again. that. Yeah, we'll come up with a better name later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just put that for now. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Good luck to him. Good yeah. luck to him, everybody. It,
0: I feel like it might be. It might come out later that it's one of the challenges on the series of The Apprentice oh, <laughs> to put this on yeah, we'll, we'll wait <laughs> yeah, and see. to
2: actually sell tickets yeah. <laughs> yeah. after some of what the men on the panel have said yeah. <laughs> Nick Hugh used to be in The Apprentice anyway
1: oh, uh, Leicester versus Everton has been postponed after a request from Everton uh, 19th Premier League game to be delayed this season
0: no one is... no one wants to think about when the games are going to be played <laughs> They're just people have just fucking sacked it off. Yeah, we're postponing whenever we postpone. That's right. Yeah. And there's going to be some kind of like the like some kind of super tournament mm-hmm. involving all these players and teams playing at the same time. Yes, and we'll come out with some kind yeah. of result. It'd
2: be like a playoff. That like makes no sense.
0: They're hoping that every team involved mm. has already had everything squared away by the end of the season. Nothing can change, and they'll just play the games. Yeah, out before we know it's
2: like, well, we have to do a super league. What? Yeah, <laughs> <we're> just yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I sp- the, the rules in the Afcon are quite harsh, as you said yesterday. If you've got eleven players, essentially, if you've got a team, it's like get out there. Yeah, off you go, yeah. Well, it's, you go. it's
0: actually quite controversial. I mean, that's I been mentioned before, but it's mm. quite controversial that the tournament's even taking place. Yeah given that given the, you know, in that part of the world there's a very low vaccination rate, mm-hmm. Omicron is surging everywhere, as, as mm-hmm. we know. The reasons that it was postponed last year are, you know, arguably still exist now, mm-hmm. but people have just decided yeah. that we're going to crack on with it anyway. Yeah. And the reason, for example, that you're not seeing any fans in the stadium is because you need to be double-vaxxed to get in, and only mm-hmm. 3% of Cameroon, I think, is right. double vaxed. So like,
1: See, I, thought, I, no, I, I take your point there. I think there was a lot of... Unfortunately, because there was some kind of sneery comments as there often is towards um the african cup of nations from you know european journalists and managers and, and so on and so forth but often one of the arguments was well hang on a minute if you know if there was a massive pandemic on in during the euros that was still played and it was like well actually the euros was delayed by a whole year yeah and there was a lot of restrictions in stadiums and mm. so on as well so so actually what it was the case here of course but yeah i know what you're saying but i'm you know from an international from from a purely international football fan point of view i'm i'm Delighted, the, the tournament yeah. being played, and despite
2: yeah. the the lower attendances, the, the the fans that are there mm. and the bands that are playing amongst yeah. them are still creating this absolute carnival atmosphere. Oh,
1: it's, it's it's a joyous occasion, and you know having, as I say, I was out in Ghana in two thousand and eight, going to one or two of the games. It's it's just glorious. But it's, you know, as I say, international football—that's what international football do to you, everybody. Mm. Uh, but back on the um uh the sort of the, the COVID pandemic kind of uh, chat, there's a strange situation unfolding at Chester FC that kind of sums up the current climate. Now, the club stadium is right on the border between Wales and England. But they've been warned by police over a possible breach of COVID regulations after staging two games in front of crowds over the festive period. Only 50 people plus players can attend sporting events in Wales at the moment. As it stands, a crowd could legally gather in the car park and go to the ticket office, but cannot enter the ground because that would be crossing the border.
0: That's crazy. Isn't that madness? Can they support from the car park? I, sh- I should hope so. Would you then buy a ticket? No, you wouldn't. No, 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 no. Just stay, stay there.
1: <laughs> yeah. What are they doing in the States? Tailgating? Yeah. Could maybe they could that, start
0: that. A little cookout. Yeah, exactly. In Chester in January. <laughs> you know, I'm sure that be that enjoyable, but you know, it's up to them.
1: Oh, dear. Yeah. Everybody, we, uh, we end the show today uh, with the uh, sad news of the passing of the great Andrew Jennings. The legendary investigative journalist uh, passed away on Saturday at the age of, of 78. And of course an absolute titan of uh, the journalist game. And this man <clears throat> deserves all the credit and more that he gets because, you know, as you were saying, Luke, before we came on air, the reason why we know FIFA to be the rather questionable organisation that, uh, that, that they have been and, and still are potentially, you know, watch my words, and the reason why a lot of uh, certain people were uncovered doing certain things they were doing. It was all down to this man.
0: Yeah, we're all, we're all dancing to um, Andrew Jennings' tune, really, on FIFA. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, he was the guy doing it first and foremost. I mean, with his book, Foul, which you know, which I would recommend you read, um, it feels a bit like it's, you know, it's par for the course now for everyone to be talking about what FIFA are up to, and, and not just FIFA in Andrew Jennings' case, but also the IOC as mm-hmm. well, which he covered before. But actually, he's the one who brought this to everyone's table.
1: And he wasn't um, originally in sport.
0: No, no, he came a bit later. Yeah,
1: he came a bit later to sport, but he realised he was like, "Oh my goodness!" You know, normally I investigate uh, very corrupt individuals at the top of organisations that are not sporting organisations and, and so on. Uh, and then he turned his hand to sport, and he was like, "Oh, it's uh, there's rather <laughs> rather uh, a lot of similarities here." But of course, you know, he, he, he investigated alleged bribery and corruption at FIFA and and so on. Yeah, he but, uh, started out.
0: He started out investigating. Activity at Scotland Yard and right that piece yeah. of stuff, yeah, yeah. And and he's also a, a Ramble Meets alumnus, isn't he? So he can, he is. He can I listen did, to I, you interviewing him on the on the Ramble.
1: I have the pleasure of going up to his um, to his home in uh, it's around the, the Lake District, I think it was, or, or certainly up that way, in the in in, in that beautiful part of England, and uh, just a delightful company, slightly eccentric as well, mm. but just just an amazing man with so many amazing sort of stories and and, and feats.
0: Well, he leaves an amazing legacy, yeah, yeah and his work will obviously ring out. For a long time after his sad, uh, sad death, and and the work he's done is is well worthy of all the credit it receives.
1: Yeah, and I would I would recommend watching any of the documentaries he's done. You know, sort of the BBC Panorama stuff and and, and so on. But a, a real character, Jim. We we loved the man. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Andrew Jennings, marvelous. Uh, what an incredible life. Um, so there we are. Thank you everybody for listening to today's football ramble, part of the Acast Creator Network. On tomorrow's show, it's Jules, Vish, and Pete. So there we are.
0: That'll be an absolute lovely time. I hope that Jules somehow gangs up on her own on Vichampi, which she probably will. <laughs> yeah, let's be it. Fair. yeah, I'd back her, definitely. <laughs>
1: yes, uh, there we are. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. Thank you, thank you, Jim Campbell. You're welcome. Thank you, everybody. See you soon.
3: The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.